ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Remember the global financial crisis of 2008? It was precipitated by the collapse of what was then one of the four largest American global financial services firms, Lehman Brothers. The, the firm, founded in 1850, was, was big. It was trusted and was regarded, like many such firms, uh, frankly, too big to fail. Uh, that is, until it did. September 2008, when this happened. Lehman Brothers is going bankrupt, and financial markets from Asia to Europe are doing their utmost to prevent Monday from turning from dark to black. Employees of America's fourth largest investment bank saw the writing on the wall late Sunday after talks to pull them back from the abyss collapsed. British firm Barclays Bank said no thanks, while Bank of America decided instead to help another struggling bank, Merrill Lynch, in a merger deal worth over $50 billion. The U.S. government said it won't bail out Lehman, which last week announced more than $3.9 billion in losses. Shares in Lehman Brothers have plummeted more than 80% in 2008 alone. Monday will be a difficult day to face for Lehman's thousands of shareholders and more than 25,000 employees. Many had hoped this day would never come. Yes, 2008, it was a black or rather perhaps a red ink Monday, the September the 15th, 2008, when Lehman Brothers filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection, the largest bankruptcy in U.S. history. And it prompted global markets, of course, to immediately plummet, and we know what happened then. The firm's hand was forced by the exodus of most of its clients, drastic declines in its stock price, and the devaluation of assets by credit rating agencies, and particularly its investments in uh, in what was called subprime mortgages. Well, a multi-award winning production of a play about the Lehman Brothers collapse and its history called The Lehman Trilogy is about to hit Australian shores following huge success in the UK and the US. At the 2022 Tony Awards, it was the most awarded play, winning Best Play, Best Director, Best Set Design, Lighting Design and other awards, including Best Actor. It's interestingly written by an Italian. His name is Stefano Massini. It's directed by Academy Award, Tony Award and Global and uh, Golden Globe winner Sam Mendes, known in particular for films like American Beauty, Bond, uh, the Bond movie, Skyfall and Spectre. So there's classy talent on board here. And if you're expecting a plot akin to the movie The Big Short or similar Wall Street dramas, well... You might be surprised. To tell us more about it, uh, joining us from the UK is Ben Power. Ben's a British writer and dramaturg and also Associate Director of the UK's National Theatre. And Ben adapted the original play from the Italian. Ben, good evening to you. Welcome to Nightlife. Hi there, Phil. Nice to be with you. Great to have you with us as well. The, the Lehman Brothers story, like the play, begins in the 1840s. Who were, who were the brothers Lehman anyway? How did the firm start? The... The Lehman Brothers were three young men uh, who came from a cattle farming family in Bavaria, in Germany. So they were, you know, men of the soil. They were, they were um, young men who travelled across the world looking for a better life. Mm-hmm. Like many people in that community at that time, uh, opportunities were scarce in mainland Europe, and led by their older brother Henry. They found their way across to the to the new country of America, first to New York, and then ultimately to Montgomery in Alabama in the south, where they looked around for a, a foothold. And the play, you know, which when I first heard about it, we expected to be 
something set in 2008, something uh, that dealt like the big short Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, we, I mean, we've the seen the, we've seen these shows about we've, Wall Street we've before. Seen those, we've yeah. seen those those stories, but this this uh, this version of the story really asks, how did we get there? Yeah, how were those how were those structures built? How did we come to live in a world run by these financial institutions? And in, in pulling at that thread, it goes right back to the beginning, to 1844 and a dockside in New York where an immigrant with no English and no possession stands and looks at the country before him and tries to work out what he's going to do. So we go right back to the beginning. Hmm. And this is, I mean, the thing is, it's written by an Italian, Stefano Massini. How did he become fascinated with the firm's history? He was watching TV in 2008, like the rest of us, looking at what was happening with the collapse of Lehman and other financial institutions and understanding that his life was going to be impacted, as all of our lives were, by that, and asking himself, well, what is this? How did this happen? And I think when he asked that question, he didn't expect that he would have to go back 160 years in order to answer it, but but he did. And what what going back that far allows you to do is that you can see you see things happen over and over again. So in mm-hmm. trying to understand 2008, you can see what happened in 1929. You can see what happened after the American Civil War. You can see what happened after both world wars, the 20th century, and how these markets were built, but all through the prism of one family, one set of brothers, fathers, sons, grandsons. And so we can we can put ourselves inside the making of that. Of so that so was it, well, by the time of its collapse, there was still a family connection, was there? So the, the very, the last family member, actually, Bobby Lehman, died in the 70s, but mm. um, his uh, protege, someone who really worked very closely with him, Dick Fold, was still in charge of the business. So okay. there's, a re- there's a direct line from the, from the end of the business right back to the beginning um, and the and the play asks that question what's the value of a family business what what are the gains and losses if something is being run within the kind of emotional infrastructure of a, what, of a family? what what were they good at what why was it successful i mean they just an ex- demonstrate particularly in the early years in the 19th century this extraordinary adaptability so every time that really i think why lehman rises mm. uh, to the top is because of the speed of response to events. So when there's an early scene where the um, uh, cotton industry in Montgomery is decimated by a huge fire, mm-hmm. and it's Lehman that, that immediately sees that by offering credit to farmers who have nothing, they're going to be able to help them rebuild and immediately capitalize on that industry. The same thing or a version of the same thing happens after the American Civil War in the 1860s again and again. They're the first to see the opportunity and change their business model to respond to it. Mm. And that's incredibly successful. And throughout much of the 19th century, quite, I think, quite sort of inspiring. But of course, the play traces then what happens when greed, hubris, ambition um, begin to mutate those um, (laughs) uh, systems, those markets into something else. Yes. Yes, and ending in what we could know now as the subprime mortgage drama, where exactly. where the yeah. where the people like Lehman Brothers and others, they weren't the only ones, were selling selling mortgages to people who with who had no prospect of ever repaying them, and then simply pa- repackaging yeah, them up exactly. and then selling them as selling them as uh, as tremendous things to invest in. 
And this is why I think it's a it's a great story to tell in the theatre because in the end it's about things that are there and things that aren't there. Mm. You know, when the when the firm begins, they they trade in commodities that you can hold in your hand. Yeah, I have something, I'll give you it, and you give me what you have. Um, and then that turns into oh, we don't need the things anymore. We can use just words. And then we we stop trading in words. We start just trading in numbers. And by the time yeah you get to the the end of the twentieth century. That it's just it's just air. It's, it's these just, things are not real. That's right. Um, They're selling. That's right. Exactly. Um, they get to to a point where they are selling things that basically do not exist. Exactly, and that's that's what the play says. Money is mm. a ghost. The money's not yeah. there. You can't ask for the money because it mm. doesn't exist. Mm. Now I can see why it could hold attraction for for drama because they are massive themes, aren't they? Greed, human folly. Exactly. Um, the, the in the um, Italian version, hmm. it, this took place over a great length. It was sort of eight or nine hours long. In its That's right. I heard, lots that. Of I heard this. That's right. The lots Italian... of actors, lots of characters. So our job was to, to try and um, focus it down and make something that was a sort of, you know, a, a consumable uh, evening in the theatre. Hmm. And, and our, our sort of the, the great breakthrough with that was when we realised that the three founding brothers were all we needed to tell a story. Right. So in in our version, Henry Meyer and Emmanuel Lehman play every other part, their sons, their grandsons, their wives, their daughters-in-law, and uh, and everyone else outside the family as well. And so it, it you're sort of held within that original family unit and they tell you everything. It becomes a kind of a, a large-scale act of storytelling. Mm. Yes, we, we, we've we seen it before, haven't we? This is the thing about humans and greed and folly and the, and the you know, the houses of cards that we build. And, and Lehman seems just like the latest iteration of them. Do you think it's, yeah. I mean, in the, I mean, as a dramaturg, as a, as a, as a producer of a piece of theatre, is this, are, they, are we simply reflecting ourselves to each other i think it's i think it's universal themes right yeah. about i mean as i say it's about family it's about how you um how you engage with the people closest oh. to you and most similar to you and in some ways very different from you and um, and then how that how those emotional ties impact on decisions and business decisions you know nobody whether it's now or a thousand years ago no one has ever taken these decisions in a vacuum they are they're human beings in rooms that although the system as we're discussing seems enormous and abstract and gets into every political and economic aspect of our lives in the end it is just people in rooms talking to each other mm. and that's where theater can really get get underneath the drama of that and mm. really um, you know uh, bring it to life for an audience i think yeah, the play, the play has been criticised, hasn't it, Ben? Uh, it opens at a sensitive time, of course, in, in the world with um, sensitivities of, of, in relation to the Middle East, of course. I mean, when the show returned to London's West End last year, there were accusations of it being anti-Semitic for its portrayal of s- stereotypes, they said, about Jewish people and their relationship to money. How did you respond to that? I mean, first, I think it's it's really hard to make anything that is uh, large in its scale at the moment without uh, you know getting a whole uh, variety of opinions about it mm. and the thing to say is that we worked from the very beginning on the project with rabbi daniel epstein he's a really prominent jewish thinker in london um, and he really helped us understand how the lehman's um 
Hadlin's identity as Jewish immigrants hmm. informed and was a really integral part of the identity of the business that they built. Um, I mean, the thing to say for me is that there are Jewish members of cast, there are Jewish members of the creative team, the director's Jewish, um, and we've performed this all over the world now to mm. members of the Jewish community in New York, in London, and received um, largely incredibly positive responses. It doesn't surprise me that there's a, a wide range of response to the play, because as I say, it's about, you know, big themes and important things. And these are, you know, very sensitive, nuanced discussions about representation. Yeah. But um, I'm really I'm really confident that the play is... Um, is robust in its uh, in its dramaturgy and in its presentation mm. of all aspects of these men and their lives. It's an extraordinary story. Um, ben Powers with this British writer and dramaturg, and uh, we're talking about the Lehman Brothers trilogy, a show that's coming to Australia. It'll run from the twenty first of February to uh, the middle of March. Uh, if you're interested in, in in catching it, it's certainly been much praise, written by an, an Italian, as I say, adapted by Ben Power, though, from its original, I think it was 20 hours long or something, wasn't it? Ben, ben, ben Richard. It's, you'll it now be a, in the theatre. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You'll, you'll now be in the theatre for three hours. Uh, look, terrific to talk with you, and the, and the best of luck with it as well. It does sound like an absolutely fascinating project, um, Ben. And yeah, thanks, Phil. Thanks for, thanks for spending time with us. Pleasure. Thanks so much. You've been listening to a Nightlife podcast. For more great conversations about the issues that impact you, as well as features on travel and food, head to the Nightlife webpage. You'll find it at abc.net.au slash nightlife. You don't need to be a night owl to enjoy the nightlife.